0: monday november 13th 2023 secret service agents open fire on criminals attacking the biden's we have the latest this story breaking right now donald trump breaks the internet with tucker carlson at ufc fight is this the vice presidential announcement and ronna mcdaniel goes on corporate media in order to simp for democrats why the hell is she leading our party mike davis during the show my name is benny johnson and this is the benny show Be smart, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure that you are invested wisely and correctly. The times, they are changing, and we live inside of an anarcho-collapsing tyranny uh, society. You don't want to be caught up in it, and you do not want to be living inside of a blue area of the country. Unfortunately, the the entire country's blue right now financially because the people who are in charge of our finances are Joe Biden. So invest wisely. Protect yourself. Go and diversify your savings with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help protect this fiat currency run by these freaking stupid people that are destroying our dollar and are destroying the chance for us to live good and happy lives. Protect and hedge today with precious metals. Go to protectwithbenny.com today, eight four four six six benny and get up to $5,000 with free silver and a qualifying purchase. Don't wait, protect with Benny today. Allegiance Gold are my boys. Protect with many today, people who wish that they had more protection, the Bidens, and actually uh, uh, everyone else in Washington, D.C. This is our breaking story this morning. We had a lot to lead with this morning. We decided to go here because this news broke less than one hour ago. Joe Biden's granddaughter, the the daughter of Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden's daughter, has been attacked in Washington, D.C. Now, did they physically attack her? Yes. Yes, they did. That were were these MA, were these MAGA people? Were they Republicans in the ninety eight percent Democrat city of Washington D.C.? No, no, they weren't. These were criminals that attacked Naomi Biden, her residence in Georgetown. They broke into a Secret Service vehicle. Why would Secret Service vehicles be in Georgetown? Well, that is where Naomi Biden lives. And the Secret Service vehicles were parked outside of her house because she was in residence there. That's what happens. When the the protectee is home, then the Secret Service vehicles park outside. That's how Secret Service protection works. If, If the protectees aren't home, then there's really not that much of a, there's really not that big of a presence of Secret Service. They parked outside of her house in Georgetown, which by the way, Georgetown is like, uh, it's how pretentious and fussy and elitist and rich Georgetown is you know how you know how rich they are they prevented a metro stop from being built in Georgetown this is how this is how protected these people are. this is where every lobbyist lives where every senator lives where Brad Pitt has a house. Hollywood stars live in Georgetown. It's a pretty nice like quaint little community and they have done ever like they don't let buses go through Georgetown. They like being protected there. They like their little, um, pr- their privileged community, all right? And now they're robbing Georgetown. That's how bad things have gotten inside of Washington, D.C., and they're robbing the Bidens. Now, luckily, no one, as far as we know, was hurt, but the Secret Service doesn't actually know. The Secret Service released a statement saying, hey, like, at least three people broke into our vehicles while we were protecting the Biden granddaughter. Here and we had to blast away at them. They discharged their firearms. Now the secret service has bragged, actually, if you, if you follow some of their press release, secret service brags that they haven't had to discharge their weapons in decades. Secret service hasn't fired on anyone in decades. That streak is broken right now. And why? Man, we're gonna get into why. Why is because the Democrat policy, because of Joe Biden, because of the policies of restorative justice, because of the B- BLM movement, because Democrats in their push for equity, which is communism, are saying, "Well, there are disparate numbers of people of certain minorities that are in prison, and so we need to make sure that that doesn't happen." So th- th- it is effectively at the 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 equity that is apparently going to be the cornerstone the Democrat. The Biden administration, equity is the cornerstone of everything that we do. This is what restorative justice is. And no one has been able to stand up against Washington, D.C. painted defund the police on the road in front of the White House. They did. They've now ripped it off the road, but they did it. So I feel nothing for these people. When I hear this, I don't want anything bad to happen to the Bidens, okay? I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone. But when I see this, when I hear this, Also, grab me some of the documentary that we released on Sunday. Let's 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 play that because we were just at the White House last week. This is code. Restorative justice and equity is code for communism. Translated, it is communism. It's saying that if there are disparate impacts, if there are too many black people in prison or Latinos in prison, we got to make sure that, they, that that actually all the numbers sort of reflect the population. That's a disparate impact. It's, guys, it, it's insane. And and now these people are li- like living inside of the results of their own policies. And the Biden granddaughter is being attacked. So they smashed into an SUV. They broke in it. The Secret Service had to discharge their firearms and they got away, by the way. They got away they they the the robbers the thieves the criminals the thugs they they didn't catch them so they attacked and that's an attack by the way okay if the car if your car is broken into that's an attack on you that's an attack on your private property that's an attack on the very basics of what it means to be an american citizen that you have private property and that you should feel protected and secure in your private property that's what the fourth amendment is all about the third amendment is all about the second amendment is all about those are the first major amendments because that's what was being that's what was being violated by the british crown this is why the third amendment exists because the british crown just said we're going to quarter soldiers inside of your homes you don't have private property we're gonna put our soldiers in there to eat your food and to sleep in your bed private property is the cornerstone of what it is to be an american and the security of that private property to be protected and so, yes, the Biden granddaughter was attacked because cr- criminals broke it, smashed the windows of a Secret Service SUV that was actively protecting what we assume to be a sleeping Naomi Biden. Because this happened at midnight. And so the Bidens aren't even protected. Now, if you live in Washington, D.C., the vast the, the vast majority of people who live in Washington, D.C. don't have Secret Service protection. They don't have the luxury of having a bunch of taxpayer-funded armed men outside of their house to directly be there in case of conflict. I mean, it is is remarkable, remarkable to see these people bitch and mule and complain about the results of their own policies. I gotta tell you, I lived in Washington, D.C. I fled, and I have no shame in saying that. I fled with my family, my wife, my children, I left, I saw the direction that the city was going. And I, as a responsible human being, left with my family. And said, there's no way, I'm not living under these policies. These are not my policies. I can go to a law and order state. I went to Florida. I can go to a law and order place. I live in a city that had the Soros prosecutor kicked out, removed, literally kicked to the curb because he wouldn't enforce the laws of the state. Good, that is the world that I wish to live in. Strict, harsh law and order. D.C. is a failed anarcho-tyranny state. It is a collapsed society. It is a failed state, and now the president's granddaughter is being attacked. Watch.
1: we got a Fox News alert. Uh, this is brand new, just into the newsroom. The Associated Press is reporting that Secret Service agents protecting President Biden's granddaughter Open fire after three people tried to break into an unmarked se- Secret Service vehicle in the nation's capital. Agents assigned to Naomi Biden were with her in Washington's Georgetown neighborhood when they saw three people trying to break into an unoccupied SUV. One agent opened fire. No one was hurt. As soon as we uh, get
0: more information, we will go down to DC for the latest. So even if you're the president's granddaughter. You get no protection in Washington, D.C. That's what's amazing is that these people got away. These criminals, they, they got away. I what, what an unbelievable, remarkable turn of events, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we were there at the White House just last week after the orcs, the Hamas, pro-Hamas terrorist orcs, stormed the White House, shook the gates, splattered the White House fence with red blood, paint and desecrated multiple monuments and statues all throughout the white all, all across the White House we released actually a little documentary on it very short documentary on it uh this weekend ladies and gentlemen just in case you're wondering you don't even have to go to tertiary Biden family members to see the amount of crime in DC you just have to go to the White House our house here's what the president's house looked like. Less than one week ago, when we were in Washington. Check this out. Hey, kids, it's Benny. Do you know the man behind me? It's President Andrew Jackson. He was a Democrat. And you know what? He was lynched by a group of leftist insurrectionists here in May of 2020. They actually climbed up on that statue, liberals, and put a noose around the neck of one of the most famous Democrat presidents ever. And guess what? Everyone loves a rerun because just this last weekend, Palestinian protesters stormed the White House again. You're not gonna believe what we found when we came here after the Hamas erection 2.0. Come on, man. Let's go find out. On the night of November 4th, 2023, terrorist supporting leftist orcs stormed the White House, desecrated national monuments and smeared blood red paint all over the gates of the White House while scaling the fences and hoisting foreign hostile flags above the gates of the president's. So what happened to these people? 18 US Code 1365, we just happen to know it offhand, says that if you vandalize or desecrate a national monument, then you go to jail for five years. Will any of these people go to prison? Anyone? Anybody? Your little granny on January 6th and you waved your little flag. Well, you're doing 20 years hard time. If you didn't even show up on January 6th, but you said mean things about Joe Biden on the internet, you're doing hard time kind of a world do we live in this is why people people are finished man people are done they're do, they're done with this and I have let me tell you what I have no sympathy no sympathy for Naomi Biden I don't want anything bad to happen to Joe Biden's granddaughter or Joe Biden's family at all okay that is not what I'm rooting for in fact I'm like the best friend they ever have in the I'm the best guy I'm I'm their best friend I'm the guy who wants like law and Order So do you. That benefits the Bidens, that benefits everyone. But until Naomi Biden puts on a red MAGA cap and says she will be voting for Donald Trump, then I say you get what you deserve. I say you're getting the policies that you wish to live under. You people paying to defund the police on the roads of Washington, DC. You people posted the black square. You people are the ones who are running a regime that calls for restorative justice, which means that they just release criminals back onto the street to create more crimes due to the color of their skin. Instead of judging each person by their actions, they say, well, your skin color, uh, we wanna reduce the population of prisons based on the color of you people's skin. So we're just going to let criminals out onto the street, regardless of what you do. This is an administration that says that white supremacy is the number one threat to all Americans. I wonder, ladies and gentlemen, was it white supremacists who broke into Naomi Biden's protective service cars attacking Naomi Biden? That's attacking the private property that is protecting Naomi Biden. I can tell you this. I can tell you this. Uh, I speak from experience here. This is a photo of my house in Washington, D.C. on fire. This is the house that is directly next to mine, I live in a row house in Washington, D.C. There's the first house that my wife and I got, and it was set ablaze. When D.C. defunded their police, my house was burned to the ground. That's the neighboring crack house that was next door to my house, which is the White House there. As you can see, I share a wall with it, and black toxic smoke went pouring into my child's nursery. This was what happened when they defunded the police. Oh, and by the way, my entire neighborhood was black. Every other person who lived in my neighborhood was black. The vast majority of people who live in DC are black. These policies, disproportionate. you don't wanna talk about disproportionate effect. These are affecting the person who lived in this house. Them, their kids, their dogs, who died in this fire, were all black. You ever hear anything about them? You ever hear like the, the, the stories about Washington DC and the statistics of Washington DC? Check out these crime statistics from DC. This is what BLM, and Democrats have done to this city. By the way, this is your nation's capital. Homicide rates are up 32%. Sex abuse rates, up. Assault with a dangerous weapon, up 3%. Robbery, up 68%. Violent crime overall, up 39%. This is just in the year 2022 to 2023 change. Motor vehicle theft, up 98%. That's that's presumably what they were trying to do with Joe Biden's granddaughter. Steal the car, steal the Secret Service car. Theft up 22%, arson up 125%. Arson, burning people alive. One of the worst things that ever happened to me was I looked out the window and I saw them carrying a stretcher out of the house. There are kids who live there. And I thought that, that that I got sick. I thought that that might've been one of the little kids who died of smoke inhalation. It actually happened to be one of their dogs. Arson up 125%. Failed state. Congress should take over D.C. D.C. shouldn't be a state. It doesn't have electoral votes. It doesn't have members of Congress. It's not an actual state. Congress should take it over. You shouldn't be allowed to be a resident of D.C., you should vote in Maryland or Virginia or wherever you're closest to it is a failed state is a failed democrat experiment gone horribly wrong and is now a level of anarcho tyranny that you see inside of like failed states across uh across the world south america africa like the the the, the nations in the nations in chaos and tyranny and in total anarchy collapse. like th- like this is the problem this is the problem. Until someone inside of the Democrat Party says enough, we are voting MAGA, we are putting on MAGA hats, we are voting Donald Trump, law and order, we are finished with this. Until they start doing that, I don't feel sorry for them. I'm done. I'm done. I won't. I won't feel sorry for them. I. W- I don't want bad things to happen to you, but you are taking your own medicine. You wanted to live like this. You got it, buddy. You're not gonna get any sympathy from me. I got the hell out. Check this out from my doorstep camera. This is from my doorstep. This is like people getting shot on my street. Let's play. Do you have the audio? Hear those gunshots? This is my this. There, that's my wife's garden right there. Hear the screaming? This is a mass shooting on my block. Where my six-month-old child was sleeping. They're jumping through my wife's rosebush after getting shot up. That's my car right there. Yeah. This is the world. This is the world that they've created. By the way, there's black-on-black crime, which is, of course, uh, like by orders of magnitude, the worst crime in America. Never talk about that. Nobody ever says anything about that. Well, what about when it affects Democrats? Will people actually start to say anything? Ladies and gentlemen, this is a member of Congress, a Democrat, Henry Qualiar, was carjacked at gunpoint in Washington, D.C. They stole his car. They stole his dinner. A practice in humiliation. This happened just weeks ago. Now the Biden Biden granddaughter is getting robbed. Members of Congress, Democrats, how much... How bad does it need to get? Are people, how bad is it, fill in the blank. Something horrible is going to happen. Something terrible is going to happen. I got my family the hell out of there because I saw where it was gonna go. Check this out. And new tonight, a member
2: of Congress has reportedly just been carjacked at gunpoint in the Navy Yard area of Washington, D.C. Now, this is according to sources. These that you're looking at on screen are live pictures. As you might imagine, there is a heavy police presence.
1: The member is Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas. As you can imagine, the large police presence on scene. Uh, Axios is now reporting that the car or the, the location here is near a
2: dorm that houses dozens of members of Congress in that Navy Yard area. The Axios reporter said at least three suspects were involved and that Cuellar's phone and vehicle were taken during this incident. We, of course, will keep you updated on this. We'll check back in with the live pictures and we'll find out if we can get uh, Congressman Cuellar to come on
0: and give us his take. So Democrat members of Congress getting uh, mugged at gunpoint. Biden's granddaughter getting. Robbed, Secret Service having to blast away into the dark of night. They have no idea who these people are. They didn't catch them. They don't know if they hit anyone. This is by design. They want you to feel unsafe. They want you to feel the tyranny. They want to unleash criminals on you and your family. That's a good thing, the Marxist says. The Marxists must create, you have to imagine, you have to think the way that they do. They must create a problem. They must destabilize in such a way that that destabilization, that crisis, they can seize ultimate power, ultimate control. This is by design. It's not that long ago during my lifetime that a, this is why I argue that Joe Biden has body doubles. Because a very different Joe Biden gave a speech on the floor of the Senate not too long ago, about 20 years ago, sounding like bizarre bizarro world Biden, like a completely different person. This isn't the same person that you see in the office today. Listen to the way Joe Biden used to talk about crime. This is back in the old corn pop days back when it was like, if you if you have too much pomade in your hair, I'm gonna take a rusty razor blade to your throat, which is what Joe Biden did to corn pop. This is the way Joe Biden used to talk about the criminal element in society, that same criminal element that attacked his granddaughter last night, watch.
1: Unless we do something about that cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them born out of wedlock, without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscience developing, because they literally, I yield myself three more minutes, because they literally have not been socialized, they literally have not had an opportunity. We should focus on them now, not out of a liberal instinct for love, brother, and humanity, although I think that's a good instinct, But for simple, pragmatic reasons, if we don't, they will, or a portion of them will, become the predators 15 years from now. And, Madam President, we have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect, created. Again, it does not mean because we created them that we somehow forgive them or do not take them out of society to protect my family and yours from them. They are beyond the pale, many of those people, beyond the pale. And it's a sad commentary on society. We have no choice but to take them out of society.
0: Whoa. No Donald Trump speech has ever gone that hard. No Donald Trump speech has Donald Trump ever said we must remove from society kids that are born out of wedlock, that don't have any socialization, that are not productive members of society. Donald Trump has never gone that hard. Yet here's Joe Biden predicting correctly some 20 years ago that in 15 years you would have anarcho-tyranny in America. Yet to this very day, and it pains me to say so, Joe Biden has been proven deeply and abidingly correct on that point now his own granddaughter, is being attacked and Secret Service is having to fire, discharge their weapons at her attackers based on the Marxism and the tenets of Marxism inside of the Democrat party, restorative justice, effectively the the springing and releasing of criminals onto the street to terrorize a society that we hate, to harm Americans like Joe Biden's granddaughter, and they cheer for it. This is what we call the woke mind virus. This is what we call the brain cancer of modern day leftism. It is rooted in pain. It is rooted in anti-humanity. It is anti-human, as all Marxism is. It is designed to terrorize you, to harm you. And Joe Biden is a is human garbage because he knows better what he is now purporting what he now represents, uh, is the full and complete takeover of the mind virus. Joe Biden now has utterly abandoned that Joe Biden of some 20 years ago, who accurately predicted the current state of America. If you let a group, of young, purposeless, listless men run rampant throughout your society with no fathers, no parent, no structure, no connection with God, no connection to morality, no history and no future. And then you spring them from prison for the crimes they were guilty of based on some perceived victimhood status. And this is what you're going to get democrats robbed in the street carjacked the president's granddaughter carjacked robbed the secret service discharging their weapons and worse it's getting worse it's going to get worse it's going to have to get a lot worse until all democrats put on maga hats and vote donald trump there's your fix you want you want your solution here there's your solution you want your solution I got it for you. So do that, or until you do that, I'll say, good riddance. You're getting what you deserve. You're getting what you voted for. And I'm not gonna this is this this is a representative democracy here. We live in a constitutional republic. You're gonna get what you vote for. You're gonna get what you deserve. Okay? So you can get no sympathy on this show. There is a group of people who are trying to fix this country. Imagine standing against this group of men walking into UFC last night, or on Saturday night, correction there, was Donald Trump, Dana White, Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, and Don Jr. And the reception was just something else. Roaring from the rafters of Madison Square Garden inside of the dark blue ruby of Manhattan Island, New York City, the crowd rung out and screamed for Donald Trump, saying, please, yes, save America and take Tucker with you. Tucker is VP. We'll get there in a second. Watch. People have had enough, man. People have had enough. Inside of the arena, the feeling was electric. The crowds were roaring. Donald Trump like a conquering hero, like a fighter, like the man in the arena walking in. And it doesn't matter if they're in Las Vegas. It doesn't matter if they're in Miami or if they're in New York City. The people want Trump people want trump joe rogan and tucker had a conversation looking forward uh looking forward to this podcast uh but again imagine standing against these imagine standing against this imagine being against this you can't we are more confident than ever that we are on the winning and the right side of history and naomi biden might consider voting trump now watch So that's Dan Bongino, Tucker Carlson's talking with Joe Rogan. You want to know how broken the ecosystem is for the corporate press? Those three men alone get more viewership than every publicly traded corporate media company combined. Bongino, Rogan, Tucker. Those three men are more powerful than any slate of network hosts on any network combined. Tucker Carlson has been floated as vice president. Potentially for Donald Trump, could it be, could it be happening? Could this be real? Donald Trump was asked about it on a recent podcast. Have a listen.
1: Would you consider Tucker Carlson on your VP list? I want to give give you a hypothetical here. You're a big sports fan. You know, like Nick Saban's going to retire at some point. And if you talk to the athletic director at Alabama, he would say he has a list. So would Tucker Carlson be on your list of potential VPs and how many names might be on that list as you sit and look and survey the political field?
3: Well, first of all, you know, I did my first uh, you could call it counterprogramming, but I, I won't call it that. But uh, Tucker wanted to do an interview during the first debate. And I think, you know, because this is what your business is, we broke every record.
0: Monster in history.
3: Yeah. I think it just hit over 300 million people. Talk about it. Would
1: you consider Tucker, though, that they based on the I like Tucker a lot? I guess I would. I think I'd say I would because he's got great common sense. You know, when they say that you guys are conservative or I'm conservative, it's not that we're conservative. We have common sense.
0: Common sense is not allowing the president's children to get robbed. At gunpoint in Washington, D.C., Secret Service having to discharge their firearms because D.C. is a failed anarcho-tyranny state, because these policies, there are numbers behind these policies and they play out and they cause hell for those who are adjacent to them. Stop voting for these people. I mean, there's this is a very simple solution. Stop voting for these people. Speaking of somebody that you won't be able to vote for, Mike Pence, who has dropped out of the presidential contention uh, was deep, had his, He dropped out a couple weeks ago, but his campaign actually ended when Tucker Carlson ended his campaign in June of this year. Tucker Carlson destroying the political career of Donald Trump's last vice president. What does that say? Watch
1: promised them 33 abrams tanks in january i heard again two weeks ago in ukraine they still don't have them we've been telling them we'll train their f-16 pilots but now they're saying maybe january we'll let somebody transfer some jets i'm sorry
2: mr vice president have you i know you're running for president you are you You are distressed that the ukrainians don't have enough american tanks every city in the united states has become much worse over the past three years drive around there's not one city that's gotten better in the United States and it's visible our economy has degraded the suicide rate has jumped public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased and yet your concern is that the Ukrainians a country most people can't find on a map who've received Tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that?
1: Well, it's not my concern.
0: <laughs> do you think that uh, that was Tucker Carlson auditioning to become vice president? We don't know. Donald Trump saying, hey, he'd make a great, he'd make a great candidate. Tucker Carlson was asked directly, do you intend on running for higher office? And this was his response. I'm curious
4: about your ambitions. You know, there are friends of yours, the, to the extent you've still got them in Washington, who are, who are
0: talking about you're running for president in 2024. And I'm curious what your thought process is around that.
2: I have zero ambition, um, not just politically, but in life. My ambition is to write my script, you know, by 8 p.m. And I'm not just saying that. Ask anyone who works with me or knows me. Um, I'm not. I don't think that way. I don't want power. I've never wanted power. I'm annoyed by things. I want them to change, but I've never been motivated by a desire to control people. I despise the libertarians, but my instincts are almost all libertarian in that way. And that,
0: that's true. So, is that that's a um, you're not running?
2: I'm not running. I, yeah.
0: Yeah. The, um, <laughs> I don't want to belabor that one. The, and, um, and I enjoy my job, by the way. I'm Tucker Carlson for press secretary. What are you thinking about that? Tim Scott just dropped out of the presidential uh, race. Does that mean that Tim Scott is considering being vice president? I have personally asked Tulsi Gabbard if she would be vice president because Donald Trump has been very close with her. They've shared each other's social media posts. Uh, I thought that Tulsi Gabbard had traveled to go see Donald Trump this weekend. Turns out I was uh, I, I was mistaken on an account that was um, that that had tricked me. But nonetheless. This was gonna be a very dynamic choice and a very dynamic selection. Of course, Mike Pence is now out. Obvi- that was obvious. So who's in? Who do you want it to be? Tucker Carlson as the new press secretary. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Tucker Carlson as the, as cringing Jean-Pierre. cringing pierre having to hand the podium off to Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Come on, into my veins. Will Tucker Carlson run? Now he's never said like hard no, he's he's demurred, right? But in Iowa, Tucker Carlson was asked directly, will you consider running? And this is the most interesting answer that we were able to find. This was a year ago. But Tucker Carlson asked directly like, would you consider higher office? Would you consider running with the Trump uh, or alongside Trump? And this is the answer that got us scratching our heads because Tucker's like, Actually, I just love this nation a lot, and I want to do anything I can to help it. Uh-oh. Watch. When you come back to next year's
3: summit, will you be the Fox News TV host interviewing potential presidential hopefuls,
2: or will you be a presidential hopeful? Oh, please. I – I, you know, I mean – you're a little flatter. God knows what the future, oh, you flattered? Yeah, you call me a politician, pal. <laughs> you flattered. I was bad enough being a talk show host. Oh God. I mean, I just gotta be honest with you. My main, you know, the people I'm maddest at in the world are the people who don't do their duty and leave the vulnerable exposed. It's the dad who leaves his kids. That's the guy, I just like to punch him in the face. I mean it, because that's your duty, those are your children and you left. You don't care about them. That's the most basic violation there is. It's not what the enemy does to you, it's what people charged with ensuring your welfare do to you. And I really feel that way about a lot of leaders in the Republican party, I'm sorry to say that. And there's a reason that Republican voters chose Trump despite all this, this like giant orange guy, what? We've got a perfectly good Jeff Bush for you. Shut up and eat
0: it. <laughs> We've got a good Jeff Bush for you. Shut up and eat it. So, Tucker Carlson, obviously a huge Donald Trump fan. There are viral ads of Tucker Carlson having the voiceover for uh, effectively the, the the core of what Trumpism, America First, and MAGA is. I mean at what point do you just kind of back off and say all right well i mean let's just let's just do it let's just do it live is there a better effective messenger for trump than this this is the mo- i mean this is the most effective messaging i've heard about donald trump uh anywhere including from trump tucker explaining what donald trump actually represents watch
2: uh, where am I on Trump now? Well, I love Trump. Um, personally, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Uh, but when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person Um, with stature in the Republican party, really, who's saying, wait a second, you know, why are we supporting an endless war in Ukraine? And that, you know, leaving aside whether Trump's gonna get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president, you know, I can't even assess that. All I can say at this point is, I'm so grateful that he has that position, he's right. And everyone in Washington's wrong, everyone. Mm -hmm. And Trump is right on that question.
0: Tucker is Trump's most effective communicator, I would argue. And by Trump, what I mean is that the movement, the populist movement's most effective communicator. Without question. And so at what point do you accept the fact that you're going to need that level of sharp communication? I mean, would you what would you do to get a Kamala Harris versus Tucker Carlson debate? What would you do? I I would sell my kidney. I would do anything to get that debate. Tucker Carlson on why they hate Trump so much. Watch. They're trying to control what you say
2: because they know that if you say it, nothing will ever be the same. And this is exactly why they hate Trump. I'm watching Trump. I'm thinking to myself, the core question which no one ever asks, which is why do they hate him so much? Honestly, why do they hate Trump so much? It's the talking. It's the talking. It's not because Trump's program is so radical, are you joking? He'd be If this were 1985, he'd be like a center-left liberal. It's not radical at all. That's fascism, are you joking? No. No, it has nothing to do with what he does. It has everything to do with the fact that for whatever reason, his brain is not entirely controlled by the people in charge. And because he's not entirely controlled, Well, first of all, it tells you that everybody else is entirely controlled. If, like, Trump is the one they hate the most, like, what did Trump do wrong? I mean, you can say, oh, well, he's orange or whatever. Okay, fine. But, like, has he really committed a crime so severe that we should send him to prison for the rest of his life? That's insane. They hate Trump because they fear Trump. And they fear Trump not because of what he might do, but because what he might say.
0: So who fears this team up the most? I mean, again, judge people by their enemies. So who is the most fearful about Tucker and Trump teaming up? I mean, like who Who are the people that cannot sleep at night? Well, all the right people, actually. The MSNBC hosts, Mendy Hassan, this guy, the guy who was taken offline because he was too pro-Hamas on MSNBC. <laughs> uh, they're in. Your panic over this prospect to watch. Last night, Donald Trump turned up at a UFC fight at Madison Square Garden, (laughs) flanked by none
3: other than that man of the people, former boarding school boy Tucker Swanson McNear Carlson, who I'm sure is a regular attendee of such fights. Uh, Eamon, was Trump sending a signal to the world that forget the Republican presidential debate on Wednesday night in Miami, forget all those folks basically running for VP. He's already made his choice, and it's the former Fox host and fellow promoter of white supremacy. I mean, just this week, Trump told a pair of right-wing podcasters who asked him whether he'd consider Carlson for VP, I like Tucker a lot. I guess I would. He's got great common sense.
0: They're in panic. They're so scared. It's so delicious. And I got a lib for you to salt. A reminder, ladies and gentlemen, that we have a segment on this show called Salt That Lib and whenever there's a lib who is particularly salty we get out our salt shakers i keep asking royce for a comically large salt shaker for the studio i'm gonna get one like a g- giant prop and we're going to dump salt on the lib the salty lib that we are going to salt on today is jen saki jen saki had a hysterical meltdown on her show this weekend remember what you do is you leave the white House. As the spokesperson for Joe Biden, and you go immediately to MSNBC. That's why it's important to watch MSNBC because you're able to, they're able to effectively, like, it's like a therapy couch, like having a microphone inside of a therapy couch inside of the DNC. You're able to effectively see, like, and hear the pain and the fear and the psychopathy of the liberal core of the Democrat Party. So it's a wonderful thing to actually watch the show. We don't encourage you to watch it. We'll watch it for you. But we'll clip things like this. You're going to love this. Get your salt shakers out, baby. Jen Psaki showing you what a psychotic break the Democrat Party is having right now over Trump 2.0 and maybe Tucker. Watch.
4: And yet... The hand-wringing and cocktail party speculation about an alternative to Joe Biden is continuing, will continue. Guess what? Joe Biden isn't perfect. No candidate is, by the way. But we have to understand what the alternative is here. If elected to a second term, Donald Trump would prosecute anyone he deems an enemy, unleash troops on protesters, and essentially unravel the rule of law as we know it. And this time, he plans to line his administration with people who will actually help him do it. But sure. Joe Biden is three years older and occasionally trips over things. Look, there's a lot to be concerned about right now when it comes to a second Trump term. The speeches are getting much more disturbing and much more unhinged, and we should all hear it that way.
0: Wait, 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 wait. first off, thank you for all the salt. Thank you for all the salt salted, so salty. That's why they call us the Salty Army. And it's why we have the Benny Brigade inside the Salty Army. But wait a second. Her critique on Trump? Is that Donald Trump will lock up protesters? That's the critique that he'll weaponize the federal government against his political enemies. What world do these people live in? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm got to Zoolander. What the hell is wrong with these people? Do you not understand that you've just, you've just listed out every single thing that you've done for the last three and a half years in the Biden regime. That Joe Biden occasionally trips over things? Yes, that is actually a huge problem, Jen Psaki. Yes, you do actually have a man with dementia. Everyone ages differently, but Joe Biden has dementia. And he does not know what he's doing. And then, like, your biggest critique is that Donald Trump may lock up protesters and may politically persecute people? That's happening right now in America and has been going on for three years. And you... Made excuses for you are the one actually trying to sell that to the American people. You profiteered off of it. You got a career off it. You brought that here. This is the this this is Marxism. We started off we started off saying that Marxism, anarcho tyranny, is what's happening in Washington D.C. Classic Marxism, classic Leninism. Accuse your opponent of that which you are guilty. That is the first iron law of Marxist policies, and that is what Jen Psaki is doing there. Jen Psaki is delivering a little speech like that to her insignificant uh, and completely vacant audience um, because they're in panic. Look at this from Politico this morning. Devastating evaluation from Politico uh, by a big time left wing reporter, Jonathan Martin. Biden will not be able to govern and campaign in a matter of previous incumbents. He simply does not have the capacity to do it. And his staff doesn't even trust him to try. Saying effectively, uh, how can Biden turn it around in this devastating takedown? And now there are multiple people running against Joe Biden. I have Some inside information, Joe Manchin, who decided to resign his Senate seat last week on Friday, Joe Manchin, according to one of his top fundraisers uh, that I happen to know, uh, Joe Manchin is more than 50 percent going to run for president. And the whole purpose will be to knock Biden out of the race. Joe Manchin wants to replace Biden with a far less radical Democrat. So this, that that is the the civil war that is happening inside the Democratic Party right now is monstrous. And Joe Biden is delusional. Joe Biden, his hubris, the pride cometh before destruction. His hubris will take him down. Now, multiple Democrats running against Biden, Joe Manchin, apparently is going to run just to get thirty percent in order to make it unwinnable for Joe Biden, so that to force Joe Biden out of the race. And what will we get from the Republican side? Well, it's, I mean, listen, you're gonna to have to show me some poll somewhere to demonstrate that Joe that 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 Donald Trump is not gonna romp inside of the Republican primary process. More importantly, if you run ads like this, I do not know ALX, I do not believe this is an official Trump ad. But it is an ad that. Move, that that moved people. I mean, this ad got seen by 7 million people when we tweeted it. This is an ad that ugh, like cuts to the quick of what is actually happening in America. And how will you fight this? When you see Kid Rock, Dana White, Joe Rogan, Tucker Carlson, Don Jr. walking into a UFC uh, UFC arena, Madison Square Garden in New York, And there's a hundred thousand people there screaming and chanting usa usa trump 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 you're going you're going to create a movement that is beyond any of the fraud any of the shenanigans anything that you can throw at it if we're concluding a segment on tucker carlson and donald trump and tucker carlson being the most effective messenger for donald trump arguably more effective than donald trump himself If you need one final bit of data on that, I give you the best political ad I've probably ever seen. Go. Millions of Americans
2: sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for over hundreds of years, has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency. And it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. If the people in charge had done a halfway decent job with the country they inherited, if they cared about anything other than themselves, even for just a moment, Donald Trump would still be hosting Celebrity Apprentice. But they didn't. Instead, they were incompetent and narcissistic and cruel and relentlessly dishonest. They wrecked what they didn't build. They lied about it. They hurt anyone who told the truth about what they were doing. That's true. We watched. America is still a great country, the best in the world. But our ruling class is disgusting. A vote for Trump is a vote against them. That's what's going on in this country.
0: After watching that ad, if I were a Democrat, I'd be voting so many times. For Donald Trump, so many times. I would be just hoovering up as many mail in ballots as I possibly could. Of course, I would have to live somewhere other than Florida where that stuff kind of stuff's not allowed. Maybe Connecticut, right? Have to get a Democrat judge to throw the election out. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living inside of a fast moving time. Uh, Will Tucker Carlson become the vice presidential nominee? Wouldn't you want to know when that decision is made? And don't you trust your boy, Benny, that we will know first, and we will be able to deliver you that news quickly? Please join the network that we use to deliver fast and accurate information. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone company that we use. We could not do our jobs without Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is available on all three major networks and they support your worldview. Patriot Mobile supports freedom of speech. Isn't that important in a cell phone company? Yeah, it totally is. They are an awesome company and we are proud to be backed by them. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Benny, patriotmobile.com slash Benny today. Don't miss out. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody who we are very glad is still uh, still alive in Washington, D.C. He lives in Washington, D.C., might be the last, the last, the last Republican standing, the last red man standing. And that's not just because he's a ginger. That's because he is a sweet man with a heart of gold. The great Mike Davis joins the program now from Washington, D.C. The last man standing. Did you get uh, robbed with Naomi Biden, Mike? I just want to check, do a wellness check here for you. Uh, I know you don't have secret service yet.
3: I don't need secret service, Ben, because uh, by the time anyone tries to break in my house through my security, I'll have time to clean my guns.
0: (laughs) Well, Naomi Biden, thankfully, had secret service. You may have secret service when you're the uh, acting attorney general. So that'll be exciting. That's getting quite a bit of news right now, Mike.
3: Yeah, I think we made their heads explode the last time I was on your show, Ben. So uh, the... Our, our our friends in the liberal media are terrified about my three week reign of terror as Trump's acting attorney general, uh, and it particularly tr- triggered them when we talked about the kids in the cages. So I think we should talk about that again today.
0: So let's break it down. We have the uh, tweet right here. This was the uh, final episode of Showtime, The Circus. This is a uh, you know a vaunted a vaunted show that had you as sort of the fulcrum of the entire show, talking about. Your plan, your priorities, let's go through them. Fire the deep state, indict Biden, deport 10 million people, detain people at Gitmo, pardon all j Sixers. I think that's fantastic, all five. Mike Davis is gonna be attorney general, says Steve Bannon, a general of, of course, the America First movement. Uh, Mike, do you disagree with any of the, do you wanna take any of these points back? Do you wanna respond to this? Because uh, Tim Miller there uh, had a a panic attack, had to change his adult diapers uh, mid-filming, because this is all real.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to change one thing. I'm gonna add uh list number six, which is to denaturalize Hamas supporters who have become naturalized citizens. We need to take away their citizenship and get these scumbags out of our country. And I would say to old Tim that I am going to put him in the DC gulag, but not to worry, I'll put him in the women's cell block so he doesn't get beat up as often. <laughs>
0: So so Mike I I it deserves it deserves because you're getting a lot you're getting a lot of news on this now right they they have well, you can see the clip playing here they have like these these dark photos of you in black and white right like glaring menacingly over Chuck Grassley's shoulders have you had any contact with the Trump team i mean do, what what are the odds on of you actually becoming the acting attorney general
3: well i i I mean I I don't think it's legally possible for me to be the acting attorney general But I think it's fantastic that I get to troll the left, particularly (laughs) reporters at the New York Times, and the Washington Post, who uh, think that this is serious. But the the point that we are trying to make, obviously, is that that uh, President Biden and so many Democrat prosecutors across this country have politicized and weaponized our justice system to go after their political enemies, whether that's Trump, Trump's top aides, Trump supporters, including the January 6th, defendants who are being persecuted, Christians praying outside of abortion clinics, parents outraged by gender chaos and the resulting rapes in high school bathrooms, while this same Biden Justice Department, while these same Democrats allowed their BLM and Hamas base to terrorize Americans. Right now, we have Jewish Americans all over this country being threatened and actually even being killed. There was an instance in California where an elderly man was killed by these pro-Hamas terrorists, right? These these supporters of of Hamas. Where the hell is the Biden Justice Department, right? The, The Civil Rights Division from the Biden Justice Department has put out like almost 50 press announcements since the worst terrorism imaginable in Israel on October 7th. Not one of those talks uh, talks about any arrest or anything to do with anti-Semitism. They, they even had a conference on November 1st. Guess what they talked about? Islamophobia. Guess what? Muslims are not being killed on the streets in America. Jews are. So where the hell is the Biden Justice Department? Why aren't they doing anything about this? And that's the problem with this politicized and weaponized justice system. Biden's actually doing it, and that's been okay for three years I joke about it and it's headline news.
0: So you bring up a really good point. And it's something that we covered earlier in the show because we were just in Washington, DC. Sorry, I missed you, Mike. We were there for like 12 hours, but we were we, we were in Washington, DC and we walked up to the front of the White House and we're, we're getting the clips right now. We walked up to the front of the White House. This is our footage. And you can see the red smeared paint on the front of the White House, as the gates, of course, were shook, a foreign flag was hoisted above the White House gates—a hostile foreign flag—and these left-wing orcs uh, desecrated the the building of the White House. Uh, and I, wa- you know, we looked it up. U.S. So 18 U.S. Code 1361 says that any type of vandalism that's done uh, to a federal monument, you can get five years in prison, right? And we walked to the White House grounds and it was nothing but vandalism. Nothing but like desecration of monuments. Every monument at the White House, you can see it here, every monument had been spray painted, smeared in red blood. There it is. Smear, like, this is desecration. Okay, this is vandalism. That's the White House gate right there. And is there a single, the, it, it, there's a, not a single person charged for this. Well, how, how do you continue? Are, are we not a, like, First off, are we a serious country? And two, like, like, what would happen if uh, Mike Davis was attorney general and this happened to the White House?
3: Well, we, we are an unserious country right now. But I can assure you during my three-week reign of terror as Trump's acting attorney general, we will round up all of these people because you know what? We have – this started under BLM where they got away with tearing down statues and their, their violence of over a billion dollars in damages – killed a dozen people, constant violence, constantly attacking the Portland Federal Courthouse on a nightly basis for months, attacked the White House, burned down a Secret Service guard station, torched St. John's Church, chased Senator Rand Paul out of a White House meeting. Nothing happens to them. But if you are a grandma who trespassed and took selfies on the Senate floor on January 6th, you are in the D.C. Gulag, right? We can't have two systems of justice in America. This needs to end and it's going to end when these democrats get a healthy dose of their own medicine. I guarantee you that these Hamas supporters who are terrorizing Jewish Americans particularly on college campuses, I guarantee you that uh, that on January 20th, 2025 when President Trump is back in office, these monsters better figure out where they're going to where they're going to go when Trump deports them back to their home
0: countries. So, I mean, it does seem as though that is the, you know, that that is the best medicine, right? Is to have to, to drink uh, that which you have poured out on others and to live by those same standards. And I just really look forward to this, Mike. I, I mean, I really, really do. I really look forward to it. the screaming, the rending of garments, the salt that will flow when they are simply held to the same standards. We saw, I saw an insurrection at the Capitol. These people, they go into the Capitol, they defy police orders, they attack members of Congress and their offices and nothing happens. Jamal Bowman, for God's sake, is able to pull a fire alarm and nothing happens. It it, it, it seems like nothing like it seems like this will just continue until people go to jail, right? Until people are in federal lockup, pretrial detention for two years. That's the only way. That's the only solution.
3: The responsible officials need to be fired. They need to be held accountable. House Republicans, the House Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, you need to start hauling in these top Biden Justice Department officials and hold them accountable. Attorney General Merrick Garland, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, uh, Associate Attorney General Vanita Gupta, Assistant Attorney General for the Criminal Division, Ken Polite, Assistant Attorney General for the Civil Rights Division, Kristen Clark. U.S. Attorney for D.C. Matthew Graves. That's six people right there. Where the hell are the subpoenas? Where are the staff depositions? Where are the documents? Where are the oversight hearings? We need to we need to fight back against this. This is a zero sum game. If these monsters are on offense, they're not on defense. Remember what these Hamas supporters are celebrating: the uh, the kidnapping, rape torture and murder of women, children, babies, the elderly, the disabled. Over 1,300 Israelis were killed, 31 Americans, over 200 hostages. They murdered a father, raped the mother, while they put the baby alive in the oven to die. If that doesn't outrage people, I don't know what the hell we've become as a humanity. And the people who are cheering this on, these Hamas supporters— are monsters. We need to figure out how to get them the hell out of our country.
0: So speaking of accountability, and I know we're short of time here, but I really have liked a couple of these bangers from you, Mike, uh, about Ron McDaniel and the accountability that she should face as she has failed the Republican Party year after year, election after election, being outraised, being outspent, being outorganized. She doesn't seem to have Uh, any type of plan for Republicans to win. She withholds support from the Virginia Republican Party, for instance, uh, that is desperately begging the RNC for help. And then she runs like a rat to CNN to complain that people are being mean to her. She runs to a Russia collusion hoaxer on CNN, Dana Bash, a Hunter Biden laptop hoaxer on CNN, in order to complain about the rest of us trying to hold her into account. A question for you, open end question. Uh, is she effectively just somebody who is a Democrat, who is subservient to Democrats and is uh, uh, attempting to destroy the Republican Party from the inside?
3: I, I would say this, like most people in DC, they're part of the Uniparty and the Republicans desperately wanna be accepted by the left In Washington, D.C. They desperately want to be able to go on CNN and NBC and sit on their sofa and be consoled by them. Why do you think these liberal reporters are consoling you, Rana? It's because they want you to run the RNC because you're so bad at it. You are so bad at winning elections for Republicans, and you're so good at helping Democrats win elections because you're totally incompetent. Rana needs to step aside. She has lost... Every election cycle since she started in 2017, and she talks about her accomplishment is uh, building minority support. She didn't build minority support. This lawfare by the Democrats, these four indictments against Trump backfired. And that's why President Trump has 21 support, 21 percent of support among African-Americans, not because Ronna McDaniel goes and cries on CNN, or in a, a NBC. She doesn't raise money. She doesn't spend the right money on lawyers. She doesn't spend the, the right money on get out the vote operations, registering voters. What the hell does she do?
0: Yeah. Well, she loses. You just said it. She loses races and she helps Democrats. And that is why they that is why there's the boom clap hallelujah chorus to surround her and protect her from criticism. She's the best thing to ever happen to the Democrat Party. It's a wonderful thing. Would you accept the position of RNC chair uh, after you get run out of town, uh, after your three-week reign of terror?
3: I would be a horrific RNC chair because I am terrible at raising money. But there are very good candidates out there who would be fantastic, like Harmeet, Dylan, Lee Zeldin. There's the Florida Republican chair, the North Carolina Republican chair. There are so many people who are so much better at raising money and organizing and, and getting out the vote and actually winning elections. You know what the RNC chair is supposed to do instead of going on the view and all these other liberal shows and crying to her left-wing reporter friends.
0: Yes. Charlie Kirk for RNC chair. That'd be Charlie would be great. He raises a bu- just buckets of
3: money. So he'd be perfect. <laughs>
0: Mike Davis. Well hopefully you will be in charge of the lawfare team at the RNC. I you have my full support after you are run out. If you need a safe house, you can come down to Tampa. I, I got I got a bedroom for you. Uh you'll be you you'll be good, my friend. Thank you, Mike Davis. Godspeed. Thank you, Ben. Guys, Ron McDaniel sucks at her job. She's terrible. She's horrible. Ron McDaniel went on leftist CNN to complement the job that NBC did. Now, this is an NBC Russia collusion hoaxer who was asked by the RNC and allowed by the RNC to, to ask questions to rig the debate last Wednesday. I happen to be there in the audience. I happen to have spent the day with Vivek, and I happen to have helped him craft, of course, the criticism of this. Why are you allowing a Russian collusion hoaxer who has never apologized to the American people to ask questions at the RNC debate? At the very least, at the very least, what should have happened at the start of that debate was, do you apologize to the American people for pushing the Russia collusion hoax and robbing Trump of his first term? Go, and until you apologize, you have no legitimacy here. That's what should have happened. Every candidate should have linked arms and said, we will not be accepting questions from you or your framing of the debate until you apologize for the Russia collusion hoax and the Hunter Biden laptop hoax. Both of them, you pushed, Lester Holt and Kristen Welker. And until you say you're sorry and make amends here on live TV, we don't acknowledge you because you've lied too much. That's what should have happened. Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of power just yet, ladies and gentlemen, but (laughs) prepare, prepare. There are people who are on the upswing when it comes to the energy and people who are collapsing right now Ron mcdaniel somebody who's collapsing she of course applauded the russia collusion hoaxer for the great job that she did in rigging the debate and asking no domestic policy questions for the first 90 minutes never asking a question about joe biden's cognitive capacity never asking a question about joe biden at all huh yet asking questions about tiktok and the number of vessels that we have in our navy potentially important questions sure but the number one thing on the minds of all americans no watch
4: Joining me now is Rhonda McDaniel, chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Chairwoman McDaniel, welcome back to Meet the Press. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Great to be with you. Really appreciate it. Let's talk about Tuesday night. Let's talk big picture. Republicans say that they had a tough night on Tuesday, obviously losses in Ohio, Virginia, Kentucky. What do you say to Republicans who say you bear some responsibility for that and you're not the right person for this moment? Well, I'm proud of the RNC, and I stand by what the RNC is doing. And and some people don't understand what we do. We're a turnout machine, and actually, it's going to look like more Republicans turned out in Virginia than Democrats. We actually turned out more Republicans than Democrats in Kentucky. We're not the messaging. That comes from the candidate, and that's up to them. But I'm very proud of our minority outreach that the RNC is doing, the 70 lawsuits we're in right now on election integrity, and our Bank Your Vote initiative. And I think it's instrumental in how we're going to win back the Senate, win the White House, and keep the House in 2024. Thank you so much for having us. It was an honor. Thank to you. co-moderate that debate, we thanks. really appreciate it, Rhonda McDaniel. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Ow.
0: this is why I often say that Republicans, these kind of Republicans, ball gag, gimp suit—they're pets of Democrats. They're just little pets. What you just saw there is like the, the like a like a like a s- servant master relationship. There was there was no critique. Here's what would happen if Kristen Welker invited me on. Hey, Kristen, do you apologize for the Russian collusion hoax? You pushed it regularly and often. You lied about Donald Trump and you used Hillary Clinton disinformation to do so. Do you apologize to the 75 million Americans, the 100 million Americans who support Donald Trump? And then you just shut up and then you just let the awkward silence play out before you. That's how you handle someone like Kristen Welker. But she wasn't done yet. No, no, no. Ronna McRomney, as I will now be calling her henceforth, uh, Ronna McRomney ran over to CNN in order to kiss the ring and the asses of CNN watch.
4: Personal attacks against you aside, if you look at what Republicans have, uh, have dealt with over the last few years, Republicans lost the White House in 2020, did not win the Senate back in 2022. The House has a Republican majority, but it's so narrow they can barely govern. And on Tuesday, on the state level, Republicans lost big in Virginia and in Kentucky. Are Republicans right to be frustrated? I understand being frustrated. Of course, we want to win. And I look at the RNC, though, and I'm proud of what we're doing. I mean, we're a turnout machine. We don't do the messaging the candidates do with their pollsters and their campaigns. But I look at our minority outreach that we're doing and the growth we've seen with Hispanic and Asian voters. I look at 2022. Republicans won the popular vote. We turned out four million more voters and we would have won the Electoral College. The RNC builds the road. All the candidates drive on it. You need a good candidate and a good road to get to your destination. And the things we're doing right now with our Bank Your Vote initiative and with 70 lawsuits that we're in, we just won won one in New Hampshire that upholds voter ID on top of our engagement with minority communities. I'm really proud of what the RNC does.
0: So let me tell you what this entire, I'm like really proud of this. Because this entire narrative, the whole reason she's having to go and do this panicked press junket tour and go on This isn't even the worst clip, man. The worst clip is on Fox News. Oh, my gosh. There's this clip from uh, Laura Ingram's show that is such a train wreck, such a nightmare. We'll play it for you tomorrow. But the reason she's having to do this is because we called her out from the RNC stage. That's why she has to do this. They were they were trying to gloss over the fact that she sucks so bad at her job that they couldn't even win the gubernatorial race in Kentucky, that they refused to help out the Republicans in Virginia in very winnable races. What the hell do you think you do here? Who do you work for? They're having to do this because we were behind the scenes pushing for it. this is the power of this audience, the power of this program. This is why it is so important what we're building here our connection to you, we are able to effectuate the change together. This is how kick ass this is. What we're building here is one of the most powerful machines uh, the c- movement in the party's ever seen. And why were we able to ask those questions? Why were we able to get that stuff said on stage? And now Ron McDaniel has to go into pure panic mode. It directly comes from you. This show, every single day, we are able to do it because we have a connection to you and we will always keep that connection. That is the first and foremost uh, point and purpose of this show it is the bedrock of what we do is we have a connection to the base, the viewers, the listeners, the, the, like you, we hear from you. We take those concerns and then we can go into the Republican debate and actually be your voice. So we thank you for trusting us with that. And we ask you, if you wish to support us as independent news, join the Benning Brigade. Go to bennyjohnsoncom backslash brigade, sign up today, cost less than a $5 foot long per month, and of course you get the Benning Brigade keychain, the greatest keychain in all of America, created and made from all American products by American veterans with the salty army tank on the back. Baby, join the Benning Brigade today to keep us independent to keep us listening to you and to make sure that there is like an outlet where you can be heard. And we were able to actually get questions in during the RNC debate. How awesome was that? How amazing is this moment in time? It's truly special. We are merely agents of God's hand and work. I'm a believer. We are simple Christians on this show. And we know what we fight for we know who we're fighting for we have ourselves aligned correctly and centered and we're focused up that's great we stay focused with our verse of the day psalms 25 guide me in your truth and teach me for you are god my savior and my hope is in you all day long it's monday it's going to be a wild week trust me crazy stuff's going to happen this week be prepared Put your trust in God, in your Savior, and let God's truth teach and guide you all day long, even on Mondays, even on tough Mondays like this one. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there, especially if you live near uh, one of the Biden grandchildren. It's your boy, Benny. March onward. We'll see you.